When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> Hello and welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV shows from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Rebecca Reitz. And I'm your host, Craig Faye. And this week we are talking about the big one. The mo- one of the most requested. Absolutely. The by most far. Requested. Yes. Uh, we are covering Legend of Korra, guys. Which seasons? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> I want to die. <laughs> uh, yeah. All, all four seasons. We watched all, all of them. Did we watch them all at one time speed? Absolutely not. Uh, had I watched you, all of them. Had you ever seen this show? No, before? I've never seen it. I'd never seen I the show before. I had never seen the show before. What were we thinking? Well, I don't know. Because I, I watched four seasons in four days. <laughs> I slammed this yes. thing. I slammed it. And thank God I like it. <laughs> yeah, right? I was like, oh, Ooh, this would have been such a slog. Oh, yeah. if this show wasn't good, oh my God. <laughs> oh, and that's what I was saying too. I was walking around the apartment. I was like, thank God this is a good show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank God I'm enjoying this. I was like, yeah. the storyline's fun. I like the characters. There's good arcs going on. Like, yeah. Great a, animation. Love the aesthetic of yeah, this Yeah, love the aesthetic. I think it's a lot of fun. Thank God I liked it because otherwise, oh my God, yeah. would I be screaming at you guys right now? I would be <laughs> screaming at you so hard right now if I hated this because that would be your fault, team. Please watch all four seasons of what is widely regarded to be the world's worst cartoon. Uh, <laughs> no, guys. Uh, something, I, that, something that reviewers call barely coherent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> No, it's a good show. No, it's, it's such a good, a good show. show. And guys, I know we normally start with a cap, but we're not going to do that this time just because no. <laughs> like if you <laughs> if you haven't seen it, like there's just no way to no. get through four seasons of this show. If and if you have not seen Legend of Korra, this shouldn't be your first dip into it. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't start here, team. Wouldn't start here. Back, back, like, back it up. Wonder what this Airbender uh, Airbender uh, property is all about. I've heard so much about this yeah, yeah, Avatar yeah. property. No, no, no. You uh, want to? Let's get listen out. to the podcast about the <laughs> spinoff series. Uh, but I will also ask you this: Did you ever watch Avatar: The Last Airbender? No, I haven't. Movie? I haven't either. Oh. So we are definitely. I feel like we're sinners. This isn't. (laughs) Well, because I was talking about this very briefly to Andrew and Diana, our producers, before the show, which was like, I feel like there is some people like a little bit younger than me that I would consider my contemporaries Mm. who were like obsessed with Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yeah, and who like that was their staple childhood thing that like they were obsessed about, and it was so bizarre meeting these people because. I don't think we had, we didn't have Nickelodeon in Canada. Um, if Avatar played anywhere, it would have been like YTV or something. Yeah, that like was going to be my guess. Yeah. But like, I also feel like I had aged out of that by the time it came out. So it was just like, it's just this very massive pop culture thing, which just gave me such a wide miss. And I didn't hear about it until I heard about adults raving about it as adults. 
That's so interesting because this, the, yeah, this series watching this has made me want to go back and watch yeah, same, the other stuff because I was like, oh, I actually really enjoyed this. Yep. This was a lot of fun. And all that to say, uh, if if we get something about the deep lore wrong, don't oh, add us. Don't no, add us. apologies. <laughs> or add us, but not angrily. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, can add, you can correct us. You can always correct us. But please don't be mad. <laughs> please don't be mad. Uh, I will say one thing nice about this is like the villains are just generally broken down by season. Like it's kind of a villain a season. It is kind of you have like small little side ones perhaps, but like there's always one main overarching villain per season. Yeah, and I would say that uh, they've got some pretty strong fucking villains. I can see why this this has been recommended for this. Yeah, podcast. absolutely. Well, especially that first season. Woo! Oh, yeah. Oh, so, I mean, let's just get in it. Let's, okay. I'm on. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm on. My boy. <laughs> I'm here for him. My sweet, I sweet boy. I, I have so many thoughts. He's about got him. some points. He's, he's got, got some, some, he's got some strong points. I'm not going to say, you know, a hundred percent a pure goodness guy, but okay. Really got some points. Uh, first of which being, there shouldn't be this divide between these benders and non-benders. Exactly. So Amon is the leader of a group called the Equalists, whose stated goal is that non-benders should be treated like human beings yep. and full citizens. Full stop. And like, I just need to talk for a minute about the name the Equalists because I know not a, there's no revolutionary group out there who's calling themselves like the racist assholes. <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah, everyone's yeah. gonna spice, everyone's gonna like clean up their name a little bit, regardless of their goals. But like to just the optics of being opposed to the equalists. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the maybe we're the baddies guy. Um yeah, and like here's the thing: a lot of what they're saying is true in this universe. Like the equalists are like, uh Non-bending people are frequently intimidated and subjugated by benders. Yes. Like people who can bend the elements, mm -hmm. earth, air, fire. And that is so true that Cora shows up in Republic City, season one, ready, ready, like, ready to train to be an airbender, all uh, wide-eyed and dumb. And literally the first thing she sees is a bunch of benders ripping off of ripping off an extorting a restaurant. Yes. Like first thing off the boat. So that means that this is happening everywhere. Everywhere. This is everywhere. This is not an uncommon no. thing, you know? In fact, that's how uh, Hiroshi's wife dies. Yes. Right? Yeah. Uh, Hiroshi the, Sato or whatever. Or Sadi. Hiroshima Sato. Yeah. Anyway. So this is a big problem within this community. Okay. Obviously, they're getting harassed. And I'm also going to make th this point that... All of their government is benders. <laughs> yes. Their entire government, their entire structure is benders. This ha this cannot stand. No. The so there are citizens in the city who are not benders. The city is run by a council of benders, and on top of that, every single member of the police force is a metal bender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Like, this, this doesn't smell good. I don't I don't bad. care for it. It's bad. It's bad. Bad, 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 bad. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy. Um, and even the show is crazy bias against non-benders. Mm -hmm. The only non-benders we follow in this show who are main characters are Asami, mm -hmm. 
Uh, who and is, who is equipped with like an electro right glove? But which she's kind also of, I would I would say arguably makes her kind of in the team of bending a little bit, a little bit. But the only reason she has that is because she's so crazy wealthy. Oh, true. Yes, she is. Yes, yes, yes. Um, she's bought out of being a non-bender. Yeah. Varric is the other guy, also insanely wealthy. The only other mm. non-bender that we follow is Boomy, uh, um, uh, Tenzin's brother. Yeah. Who is the um, son of the greatest ben, like avatar? And of he all becomes time. one later. And he becomes <laughs> one later, but is the only is constantly disrespected in this show. He is so he it's like is. so this show doesn't like non-benders. Yeah. It's like oh, Boomy is. Um, who's an admiral or a general? I forget. A general. Which. A general in the army. But his stories of all his like successes and conquests are just dismissed by Tenzin and all the other airbenders as him being like wild and nuts. And this gets a little out of order, but a little later in the season, I think it's season three mm-hmm. or season two, he ends up saving everybody from prison yeah. by doing this like crazy elaborate thing. And you go, oh, all those crazy stories he's tell probably have some uh, element of truth to them. Maybe you should listen to him in regards to tactical matters, since that's his literal profession. But he's dismissed outright. Yeah, he doesn't even say crazy, what happens. Yeah, as a crazy kook with his crazy stories that the benders don't have time for. The only people that they respect as non-benders are the super rich. Whoa! Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, that checks out the whole way through. Yeah. <laughs> so Aman has a point there. Yes. Okay. Um. And okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Sure. Okay. So the second point I want to make for Aman is that he. So, so first of all, first of all, not that this is like spectacular or whatever, but he's he's not killing anybody. He's just taking their power. Yeah. Like he literally just takes your power and then bops. Like he just takes your bending ability and he starts with the worst of the worst. We're yeah. talking criminals. Okay. Yeah. A lot of criminals, and I'm going to follow up with... our. So our hero, the hero of this whole series, is Korra. It's her legend. It, yes, it's her... It, <laughs> oh, yes. that legend. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, it's her legend. Okay, it's her legend, and it's Korra's legend. Okay. It's actually established a little later that... Because at the end of, the, at the end of that season, it's revealed that she can actually give people their powers back. Yeah. Like their their bending ability back, but she doesn't do it to everybody. <laughs> do you notice that? I feel like that was implied. No, 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 no. Because they follow up later, and they're like, "Oh, this girl could get you your powers back," and it's like a crim- one of the criminal guys. And I'm like, "Yo, like, I don't think she just went around. I think she also supported some of these criminals not having bending power." Yeah, I mean, yes, and like, I, so I had a whole th- okay. <laughs> The, the morality of Amon taking away power. Okay. So I don't think it's inherent. Like, I think while well, he's not killing anybody, while true doesn't necessarily nah. make it. It's not a benign act. Let's put it that way. No, no, no. So, it's not. So like it's not. the analogy I came up with was like, if, if you can play piano and I break your hands so you can never play piano again. Yeah. That's not like a, you can't just go, well, but I didn't kill you, right? Like you are removing an ability. That's still like assault. So like to me where it really hangs on is what abilities are we willing to take away from people and for what reason? Because like someone murders a person, 
right? We take away their ability to be free, mm-hmm. right? We imprison them. And, you know, problems with the prison system aside, I think most of us would consider that just. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we do take away people's abilities to do things. Um, I would say, like in the case of, uh, oh, I forget his name, um, the, uh, the counselor um, who is uh, season one. Tarlock? Tarlock, yeah. Turns out to be a bloodbender. Yep. Who is able to control people's bodies, mm-hmm. which we've talked about before on this podcast, is like the most evil thing. Yeah. You know I also I mean? think calling it blood bending probably <laughs> is probably evil. Probably leaned on more evil. You know what I mean? They should have called it something else. Yeah. So like when Tarlock is basically controlling Korra and abducts her, mm-hmm. Amon walks in, takes away his powers. Yeah. And you go, that was justice too. Mm-hmm. So I think one. I'm going to make the very strong argument that it is absolutely justified in him taking away these benders' power because he says, Amon says, quite clearly, if you get in my way, this is your fate too. If you choose to use your powers to support this uh, uh, system that separates people and promotes, you know, bender uh, superiority, Mm -hmm. then absolutely you deserve to have these powers taken away. Yeah, for sure. Their whole structure sucks. Yeah. They're, and that is kind of the point of almost every season. <laughs> yeah, the world is very bad. Yeah. Um, the structures that we set up. And Cora is just such an agent of this. Like, she's such a defender of the status quo. Yes, absolutely. And really sways a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like, she's supposed to be impartial in all these matters, but isn't. Not even, not even close. (laughs) It's like literally, hey, could you get some propaganda together? You need to convince some people to do what I need you to do. Yeah. She's, she's easily manipulated by Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Unilock later. Yep. Um, She's easily manipulated into, she's supporting, um, like in season four, like installing a w- absolute wiener of a king into the uh, earth realm. Oh, I yeah. hate Over him. That. Yeah, so bad. Yeah. Um, and, and she's also been hidden away a lot of her life by, you know, I don't want to use but elites, like basically the tribal leaders, the world leaders, as they are eventually referred to, like uh, Tenzin mm-hmm. and the president and all these people. Um, to be like, well, you got to hide yourself away from the world, not know how the world works, while you do your avatar training. So she shows up bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, just with whatever horse shit that they fed her and ready to defend that. It's constant. It's it's, constant. Th- it's through every season of this. Absolutely. Yeah. So my and uh, and Amon, he he dies by fire. <laughs> he dies by getting blown the fuck up. Yeah, his bro- so it turns out Tarlock is his brother and yes. they were horribly abused his yeah, children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If anything, I'm like, you gotta blame. You gotta blame a bit on the dad, for oh, sure. Oh, a bit on the dad. A bit on the dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and here's the thing. I don't think his backstory mm-hmm. matters. Because the way the season ah, the way yes. the season plays out, Amon's wearing a mask. His story is, a firebender killed my family, left me horribly scarred, that's why I wear the mask. And the reveal is like, look, everybody, Amon is a fraud. He's actually a, he is a bender. He's a waterbender and he is a bloodbender, which is how he's taking people's powers. And 
Um, turns out he was lying about that. And uh, he's actually just a really powerful bender. And that's presented as like the people will turn against him because it's now a bender saying that he did this. Uh, no, I don't buy that for a second. I think him being a powerful bender who could be a person who benefits greatly from the power structure that exists um, and yet chooses to put on a, uh, uh, not a facade, but like a, a character that is relatable and use your powers to literally fight the system that you would benefit most from, I think is even more inspiring. Definitely. Yeah. Hmm. Like that whole thing of like, well, uh, you know that meme? It's like, I think society should improve somewhat. And yet you <laughs> exist in society. How weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't think benders should treat non-benders like shit. And yet you have the power to bend water. How bizarre. Like, oh, what yeah. a hypocrite you are. It's like, no, man, you got to work within the systems that exist to affect any real change. You know? I will say uh, that coded map they have is the worst code I've ever seen. I was like, that oh. was cracked in five <laughs> seconds, sir. That was, oh, we put these four pieces together. It makes a map. Bingo, bud. Bingo. <laughs> that made me scream. I know. And, and then I was like, right, I'm watching a children's show. Children's show. I was like, yes. Okay. I just sometimes, because like, honestly, the story's pretty good and you kind of get wrapped up in it. So sometimes you're like, oh, right, 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 right. right. Kid, kid, okay, kid, 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 kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay. I don't know about this. Uh, I don't know about this Tarlock guy. He seems like he might be a bit of a sleazeball politician. I was like, right, children's show. Children's show. <laughs> Like they're they're they are foreshadowing that he is the villain, yes. and you are you do a villain podcast. How very perceptive of you, Craig. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I don't know. Like, here's the thing: Amon's other points. Like, I have a whole thing about things that Amon says that are absolutely true. Okay, great. Um, bending is the cause of all wars throughout the ages. Yeah, especially <laughs> in this series. Okay. Yeah. Um, I will say, uh, all benders seem willing to just bend at the drop of a hat. Absolutely nobody is educated in conflict resolution. And think, <laughs> like, yeah, so true. like, they're just like, oh, holy no, it's shit, like, that's hey, so true. Like, someone goes like, hey, you stop. And they're ripping up streets and throwing them at people. Yeah. It's like, you forgot your wallet. And they're like, oops, sorry. Think about what having benders in your store would be like. Just fucking water and fire and air blowing everywhere. Like, mm. earth coming mm -hmm. up, ruining everything. Absolutely, absolutely terrible. Um... Yeah, as I said, all the non-benders, filthy rich or treated like trash. Um, and here's, here's, we have a society where there is massive inequality in wealth. That is very well established. There, there is Asami and Varric who are like loaded industrialists, millionaires, billionaires, whatever the scale is. And you've got people like Mako and uh, 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 Bolin mm -hmm. who are like, street urchins essentially and who have like climbed their way up and so like that makes the power discrepancy with benders and non-benders so much worse because benders require training okay so if you're super poor the you can't afford to spend weeks and years learning how to use your abilities which means that the people who are trained to use their abilities are either rich themselves, um, members of like political elite, like Korra's parents and Tenzin and all of them, or they're poor and are recruited into the military to mm. use a thing, or in the case of Mako and Bolin, recruited by organized crime who can afford to uh, train them. 
So not only do you have this power imbalance between benders and non-benders, you now have this imbalance between rich benders and poor benders, where poor benders are going to be forced into military service or they're going to be forced into a life of crime. And you have the, the kind of like elite people and the rich people who can afford to train themselves. So like now you've got poor benders against poor people. Like, it's such a fucked system. It really is. And everybody we, the show follows and cares about are all either royalty. Yeah. You know, some counselor or whatever, which I'm going to strongly make the argument that a lot of the times is just some form of royalty in the way that this structure is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even when they're like, well, I'm an elected official. I'm like, no, are you? <laughs> Where are, are you? <laughs> Yeah, and well, and to Amon's point, at the end of season one, he takes over the government, disbands it. Mm -hmm. He's pretty successful in it. Um, and then when he's finally defeated at the end, start of season two, they're like, yeah, we got rid of the council, and it's an elected position now. I was like, oh, so he was he was right. Yeah. He was right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should have been that all along? Okay. No, and that's, and honestly, that's almost how season two ends, too, of like, well, we're going to keep it open. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, how, how, you know how, we're, how he wanted to open the spirit world up and just have it connected? Well, we're just going to do that anyway. <laughs> Maybe he was right. Yeah. Maybe he was right. <laughs> it's so crazy. Seems like knowing that backstory that this is kind of segregation. <laughs> yeah, no, none of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not good. Um... And I do want to talk about Udalak and the whole spirit thing, mm -hmm. is it, but just really quickly, doubling back to Hiroshima, Hiroshima Sato, uh, Asami's father. Isn't it Hiro? Hiroshima? Oh, Hiro, Hiro or Hiroshima? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, is that's his, I guess I was looking it up online and just wrote mm -hmm. down what he had. But um, there is this moment where the navy is coming in to like reliberate uh, Republic City from Amman after he takes over. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, no, look, they've got these evil devices and they're airplanes, which we haven't really seen before. It's like, so they've built, the equalists have built airplanes. And I think they even say these evil machines. And what these machines allow non-benders to do is exactly what benders do, which is fly and shoot fire. Yep. And you go, that's not evil. That's equal. Like, yeah. They can We're do just leveling this playing field. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, but it's technology. It's bad. Mm -hmm. Like, no, it's not. It's, yeah. There's like chi blockers and then there's, you yep. know, gloves that are going to electrocute. And it's like, yeah, you're just giving abilities to regular people because if we can't take your abilities, we should rise. Yeah. And, and to fight people with these abilities, we're going to need something that's equivalent in force. Because mm -hmm. sometimes some of you guys aren't great. <laughs> sometimes there's somebody with powers and they decide to be a little bad frequently in yeah. this show yeah, yeah seems yeah. like seems like uh, so are we ready for uh for round two here yeah yeah unalak unalak and vatu yes this season two so with, with an honorable mention to the twins because and also, I love the twins. Yeah, <laughs> and also this is the season where Varric is introduced, yep. and even though Varric kind of gets some redemption arcs later, he's I'm still gonna, a villain. Yeah, I'm going to argue that Varric is absolutely 100% a villain through this entire series. For the only, the main thing I wrote down for Varric is 
if you can't make money during a war, you just flat out cannot make money. Yes. He is a <laughs> That's him in a nutshell. war yeah. profiteer. Um, he is he is the first person to suggest bribing a judge. Yes. He doesn't it's not even a question about whether or not it's legal or like what's going to happen. He's just like, we should bribe a judge um, is his literal first move. And Unalak, I think is probably the most problematic villain to argue for in this whole thing. So I kind of want to break it down in a couple different points mm. for Unalak. Okay. One is the treason trial, which happens very early on. Yes. So Unalak comes from the North to the South. He is, and everyone agrees, the chief of the Southern Water Tribe as well as the North. They are a unified tribe, and he is in charge of both of them. They're just sort of separated, right? I thought he was coming down to take over. I didn't think he was necessarily in charge of... Yeah, no, he is. Like oh, they, they are one unified okay. nation of okay. which he is in charge. His brother, Cora's dad, yeah. is like kind of in charge down there, but yeah. just because... It's like separated north mm -hmm. and south, but they're like one nation. It's like uh, Cora's dad, I feel, is sort of like the governor mm -hmm. to okay. the, the president. You know what I mean? So he's legitimately in charge. He can legitimately bring troops to that area. That's not an invasion. That's like, a, you know, we're, we're moving troops from Alberta to Ontario. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's not an invasion. You're moving troops around your home country. Fine. And... Then the Southern Water Tribe tries to abduct and assassinate him. That is true. That is true. That is a thing that happened. Cora stops them. But then they're put on trial, and Cora's dad is also charged with treason. Under the, uh, the logic that the people who met about assassinating and kidnapping your leader met at your house. And I'm like, yeah, that is absolutely a chargeable offense. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You provided the meeting space and sheltered people who were plotting to overthrow the government. Yeah, that's a legitimate charge. I mean, he does flippity flop it though, right? Like he. What does he do? He tells the judge to get him, like, to give him his big moment. Okay. We're yes. trying to win trust. We're trying to manipulate a situation. We have to admit, at minimum, he's doing that. <laughs> at minimum. And we do find that the trial was rigged later. That's what I'm saying. After like, it's Cora rigged. goes and beats up a judge. <laughs> uh, so, like, one, he put them on trial. And the thing is, he didn't have to fix that trial. He legitimately didn't. Those people were 100% guilty of the thing they were charged with. Mm -hmm. Getting Cora's dad... Cora's dad was guilty of... Uh, I, I don't know what you would call it, but like harboring fugitives or like facilitating, like you can't play host to a meeting of assassins and be like, no, I, I didn't mean to do it. Like that's a, that's You're a conspiring. Real, yeah. yeah. It's a conspiracy. That's yeah. exactly what the crime is. <laughs> Thank you. It's a conspiracy. Uh, <laughs> conspiracy to commit uh, yeah. murder. Um, so he didn't have to do that. He could have gotten all, like, which is the thing. Unilock is very dumb. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He gets what he wants. Uh, okay, yeah. There's so many easier ways he could get what he wants. And even, even um, uh, later, uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, Vahir, uh, in season uh, 
Sorry, Zahir. I don't know why that defaulted to a V there. Oh, Zahir. Okay. Zahir yeah, yeah, later, yeah. he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Unilock was one of us. Went a little overboard, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like that, that last part of his plan where he merged with the spirit Vatu and became this giant guy. It's like, yeah, that wasn't part of our original plan, which is why I'm also going to argue Unilock pretty dumb. Like, stop short of that. You open the spirit realms, you're all good. Yeah, I don't know. If you were like, I'll make you as tall as a building, I might want to give it a whirl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love how that's all that would be required. You'd be like, come across this like ancient evil spirit yeah. that's been trapped in the tree for 10,000 years. And you'd be like, I don't know, can you make me big? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, how do I not know there's already an evil spirit in me? <laughs> I could already have a couple. You oh, know what I mean? Oh, What's yeah. one more? <laughs> What's one more? Call it, climb aboard. I love the idea of Rebecca just being like, yeah, okay, climb aboard. And like Vatu, that like octopus <laughs> kite thing yeah. just squirms in and goes, yes, yes, now I'm controlled. He goes, hey, it's pretty crowded in here. <laughs> <laughs> like Beelzebub's yeah. just like, get in line. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca's got lots of little evil spirits inside. Yeah, why not? That's, yeah, that's none pretty of much. Them, none of them can tell her what to do either. Dude, I was thinking about this the other day. Sometimes I say shit, like I, I was I can't remember who I was talking to, but I literally said the line "life is chaos," and then I spent the rest of the day washing my walls. I was like, Jesus Christ, what's the matter with me? Life is chaos. All right, let's just clean this up. Frankly, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of one of the most chaotic things you can do. Uh, so unhinged. Anyway, uh, okay, life is chaos. <laughs> life is yeah. chaos. Okay, so can we talk about uh, <laughs> Eska and uh, yeah. Desna real quick? Sure. Because like they might be, they're they're my in my top tier favorites of this whole fucking scene. I don't know how you feel about them. Yeah, they're all right. They're absolutely wonderful. They are villains, but I will defend. <laughs> like you have a terrible father. You come around at the end. There's no shame in being who you are. Yeah. Ryan, Desna, keep sleeping in the tub. Keep doing that. <laughs> love it for you. Like, <laughs> I And I do love the whole thing of, like, fucking with Bo Lin by, mm -hmm. like, kind of what seems like pretending to be his girlfriend at first just to, like, kind of treat him badly. And then she actually, like, falls in love with him. No, they're both in. Yeah? They're both in. Come on. He comes around. <laughs> He likes it. <laughs> Bolin bothers me so much. Really? I, just, I like him. I mean, just in like, man, come on, stop ch stop chasing literally any tail. Like every like he's going after Korra. He's yeah. going after uh Opal later. He's going after De uh, which one's which? Desna and Oh, Eska. Desna and Eska. I don't yeah. know which is which. Um as it's just like he's going after the actress. He's going mm -hmm. I was just like man, just just stop he's young. It. He's yeah. young. Let him run. No shame. No shame, Bolin. You get it. <laughs> you go out there and you get it. Okay. Don't worry about what Craig's saying. <laughs> Don't listen to him. Fair. All right. So Vatu. <laughs> yeah. I believe you. You said you have some. Well. Okay. My. It's like one. I just want to say the the trope of villains being like, I want to release pure evil and destruction on the world because I'm sure they won't be evil or destructive to me. It's just like, come on, man. Like, have a little bit of self-awareness. It's the spirit of chaos. What's going to happen? But there is one, 
I think Hanging Point, which would make me, could convince me that Vatu should be released. Vatu and uh, Rava, of course, the intertwined spirits of good and chaos, right? Yeah. Evil. Um, the first Avatar accidentally se- was tricked into separating them, and they also locked Vatu away in this tree in the spirit realm. Okay. But during that fight, during that flashback that we see, where the Vatu and uh, Rava are tied together, mm-hmm. um, I think it's Rava who tells the, the first Avatar, uh, Juan, um, you, we fight each other, and if one destroys the other, then like well, we reign for a bit, but the other always grows inside the other and emerges. So it's like always like they're yo-yoing back and forth mm-hmm. constantly. One cannot exist without the other. I would make the argument that Vatu has been defeated for the last 10,000 years and that therefore Rava has gradually become the evil one. Mm. You know what I mean? Just by like... By passage of time. Where like okay. one one becomes the other if... Uh, if left to their own devices. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. Well, I'm going to make a couple of points on Rava here. Uh, first of all, Rava's the only one that tells the story, really. Oh, excellent So uh, Rava's kind of the one like, what were you doing? You let the bad guy get away. Eh. <laughs> how, do, <laughs> how do you know? Um, also, Because I'm white and he's yeah, red. Like, and, it, and it also, I'm going to just make the statement, didn't really seem like an emergency. Rava kind of stuck around and gave a big speech, and I was like, he's getting away. <laughs> what are you doing? There's this big unload speech or whatever, right? And then I think you nailed it on that. There's, there's the point I want to make, which is like, I think the claim is every 10,000 years they have a big battle, right? Like okay. it's like every 10,000 years they have the big one. And then that's kind of who's going to reign for the next like 10,000 years, basically. Give this guy a turn at the wheel. God damn it, man. You're telling me this guy gets beaten down again and again and again. We've never seen this man structure. Come on, let him run. Let them rain for a little bit. Maybe a little. Maybe we need a little chaos, okay? Because it doesn't seem to be going super well so far. <laughs> right. Yeah. With it's, what we're already doing. It's like order is causing war. Order is causing um, uh, uh, huge wealth disparity, poverty, suffering. Um, yeah. It's I'm just a- saying a little more Vatu in your life and you might start washing all your walls. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> might start happening. <laughs> Who does? <laughs> you need you need your <laughs> Rebecca's own evil spirit wall cleaner. Just like <laughs> spray it. <laughs> Holy shit! Yes, uh, <laughs> I am really like I know this sounds so weird, guys, but this uh, like I am known amongst my friends as like the wall washing person. <laughs> it's a bit, I don't think I've ever washed a wall. That's what I'm saying. Okay, yeah. and we all need to wash our walls. Okay, every once in a while. I'm not saying all the time. I'm just saying like especially like. We live in a city, Craig, okay? Yeah, you don't think do. there's pollution? Fucking just chilling, okay? Just chilling on your walls. Wash one wall and tell me you don't want to wash the rest. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's my claim here. <laughs> I don't think you know how much I hate cleaning. I think it would be very easy for me to wash one wall, no. turn you, look you straight in the eye and go, Rebecca, I never want to wash a wall. Ever. <laughs> uh, it's vertical. The soap just runs down. It's no, just use, a, just use a paint... Uh, <laughs> 
Use a paint roller. That's what I do. <laughs> Sorry. I get your point, but it is also somehow the most chaotic thing. <laughs> I could like, it's like, like if, if you, if you told me that you go home and take a can of spray paint and tag your own house, that is somehow less chaotic. <laughs> Than washing. washing it with a we with a paint thing. Be uh, washing our walls. It's, <laughs> you will not regret, listeners. You will not regret. <laughs> Craig's breaking down in front of me. He's oh, breaking down. It's, just, it's such Vatu. It's such Vatu energy. It really, you know. I love how, like, in this world, it's like Vatu takes over, and like, it's like the Avatar is defeated, and yeah. there's just a bunch of people washing Wash their, their walls. walls. They're like, finally, it's about time. Yeah. We had time. Uh, we didn't have any time before to do this. Yeah. I think the other, like, I think even if you argue that releasing Vatu is a step too far, which most characters in this do, like Eska and, uh, uh, oh, well, I forget their name. Desna. Eska and Denzna and uh, um, uh, Zahir and a whole bunch of other people. Like, I don't know why he wanted to do that. I do think Because he's a this, party. Because he's a party. He's <laughs> the life of the party. Unilot, life of the party. Life of the party. What? Let's crack open the evil spirit, everybody. What's the worst going to happen? Um, the opening of the spirit gates very much seems like that was the right thing to do. Because we go back to... Korra has this flashback. We see kind of the origin of the first avatar. Where basically humans stole these powers from... Turtle gods? Uh, and, <laughs> I love that. And yeah, 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 off a of turtle city. Turtle city. Yeah. And was like, now I can live in the wilds where the spirits roam. The spirits won't attack us because we've got these bending powers. And then um, works and defeats Vatu and Rava bonds with Juan. And that's how the avatar cycle begins or whatever. But then they go, and the only way to keep the peace with the spirits was to uh, make them go back to their side and close the gate forever. You go, hey, hang on a second. This was their side. You, all of humanity lived on like four turtle shells. You taught people to use this power to like attack the spirits, take over their land, and then you like sequester them and like uh, uh, into the spirit realm and shut off their ability to wander into this one. That's crazy bad segregation, you know? And there's another point where all of this sort of pops off because there's some spirits who are angry, who are attacking fishermen, and they're attacking people. Um, they're attacking people in the Southern Water Tribe. And you're waiting for the shoe to drop where you go, oh, Unilock knows how to control the spirits, and he's making them angry. That never happens. Nope. Those spirits are just angry. He knows how to calm them. He knows that they're angry because they're stuck here and they can't go back or can't go through the portals. So let's open up these portals again. Stands to reason. Stands it to reason. stands to reason. To the point where Cora even says, maybe Unilock was right. Yeah, she also... And leaves them open. Yeah, she... And, and that's the point I want to make, actually, against Cora is that she leaves them open with just her own decision. Just like... She's like, man... I think it's good. Let's do this. Okay, she doesn't talk to anybody. She doesn't have a meeting. She's not like, how do we all feel about this? I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. And which I think leads us into season three, which is nobody. Zaheer, yeah. yeah, nobody should have this ultimate power. Nobody <laughs> should have this ultimate power. And that's whole, Zaheer's whole thing, which yeah. is just like the avatar should not exist no. anymore. 
Um, and the, the other thing that Zaheer brings up in season three, so Zaheer's trying to kidnap and kill Korra. is essentially the season. Um, but the purpose of the Avatar in this world, right, is to maintain balance, is what they say, right? Balance between the elements and balance between the spirit realm and this. You only need someone to maintain balance if it is an artificial balance. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, yeah. Like the fact yeah, that yeah. you have segregated. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. The fact that you have segregated all the spirits. Like think of it as a teeter-totter, right? Mm-hmm. You've put all the spirits onto one side of that teeter-totter. Yeah. And now you go like, well, now we need this avatar way out on the other end, mm-hmm. like doing this delicate balancing act to make sure it doesn't work. Whereas if you just let all the spirits spread out over that teeter-totter, fine. It's all going to be balanced. It's the fact that you've pushed them all the way to one side that you even need anybody to maintain balance. And now that the spirit gates are open, you don't need somebody to maintain a balance that isn't real. It's a fake balance. Shit, dude, yes. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. You blow my mind a little bit with that one. I like that because, a lot. Like, so yeah. this is absolutely the time that you end mm-hmm. the Avatar cycle. Yes, it is. And, okay, I'm going to... Or we're, we're going to jump into yeah, this here now? Okay, here. great, great, great. Okay, so I really and strongly want to make the argument that uh, solitary confinement is torture. Yeah. It's oh. just hard torture, and you've done that to four people for 13 years. I claim insanity. If I'm if I'm Zaheer's lawyer, I'm like, this bit is insane. Yeah, oh, and Zaheer okay. didn't get a lawyer. And you caused it. <laughs> You know what I mean? You caused it. Solitary commit. That's crazy. You can't do that. I actually, do you want to hear what I named this team? I've got, uh, so we've got Zaheer, because he's got three, he's got, you know what I mean? We've got the elements go. We've got uh, Zaheer, uh, we've got Third Eye, Water Arms, and Rage Boy. Third Eye, uh, Water Arms, and Rage Boy, <laughs> I like a lot. That's... Well, that's what they are. That's what they, that's how I would describe all of those characters. I love Water Arms. I think Water Arms water is Water Arms is pretty fucking water sick. Water Arms is so sick. Oh my God. <laughs> Every time she'd whip her arms out, because it took me a couple of scenes to go, wait. She her, has. She has no, her arms are water. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. No, those all. All four of them were pretty fucking badass. Badass. I love uh, the introduction Pai of lava. Like, oh yeah, I'm yes. a lava bender, mm. and like Pai Lee with that like uh, pro- like third eye as you call yeah. her, that <laughs> yeah. like uh, combustion bending. Like she just basically shoots explosions out of her head. And and while we're talking about her, okay, I need to know if it was this because we watched slightly different versions. I think probably. Oh baby. Um, like just from different sources. I mean. Oh yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. And um, her defeat. How much of that did they show? Because this is the one where oh, like right, um, Lynn uh, metal bends, bends a, over a her piece head, of armor yeah. over her head, and they never show the explosion. No. To me, they just cut to Zaheer yeah. looking back and seeing like a smoking pile. And I was like, okay, did that need to be cut for children's television? Because oh. it seems like it's it seemed like a weird cut. That didn't show what happened, and I think that might have just been a, are you nuts? We can't <laughs> show a woman blowing her own head off on yeah, TV. Yeah, yeah. No, because that's really, that that's w- like Game of Thrones style. Oh, yeah. Like, we're popping your head. Yeah, and like my my brain filled in the blank, mm-hmm. but it was not shown on screen. And I was just like, oh, I guess this is a kid's cartoon. Yeah, because even I found that really surprising that it went there, that season went there, 
because up until that point, it didn't really feel like, like not even, none of the villains were even really killing people for the most part. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it just, it felt like a huge escalation to me. Yeah. Like there was like the threat of war yeah, in season like, two. So like people were dying and like they were fighting each other and like blowing up cities and things like that. But like, there's the implication of death, right? But it's, but we're not really seeing a lot of it or any of it on screen. So it's just kind of you're like, right. she might be, I don't know if she's the first, but I'm just saying, she's I would not, say she's the queen dies before that, that's which right. is equally as brutal. Yes. They just suck the air out of her. <laughs> yeah. Although <laughs> I say it. I wasn't sad. <laughs> no. I wasn't that queen. She needed to go. <laughs> 100%. And I am She's so... She's not a villain I'm here to defend. No. Hater, hater, hater. Loved the Mad Max guys showing up. I was like, yes, her funds should be stolen. She should not be yes. getting money. And another example of um, Cora sticking her nose where it doesn't belong, mm -hmm. using her powers, her abilities, her influence to once again... As she goes on a tax collection run, essentially. She doesn't take 10 seconds to, to wonder... Why are they trying to steal your tax yes. money so bad? Like, um, absolutely, that Earth Queen needs to go. Uh, one, I love saying the name of the city, Ba Sing Se. That's... It is fun. Love yes. it. just flows right off the tongue. Um, but that is, again, a segregated city. where they, they When they're arriving there, because they're looking for airbenders mm -hmm. is the, the pretext. Airbenders exist again is the, the sort of the theme of the season. When they arrive there, um, they've got the poor part of the city, they've got like a middle class, and they've got like the ultra rich part of the city. And it's all walled off, and you can't get from one to the other without security checkpoints, literally segregating the poor from the rest mm -hmm. of the population. And as they're flying over, Bolin and uh, Mako go like, oh, God, like you can smell it from here. Do you know how easy it is to make sewers when you are earthbenders? There is zero excuse. <laughs> that is like an afternoon for these people. Yeah, There's that is no very true. That is very true. You're right. You're you right. just need a whole, you need a tunnel in the ground, which like we've seen Bolin like tunnel through mountains. There's definitely people who can do this in this city and a slight gr a slope to it out, out of the city. There's no reason that the people there should be sitting in such poverty and filth when you could so easily as earth benders feed these people. Wow. That's yeah. so funny. Yes, you are absolutely, absolutely right. correct. You could so have sewers like that. She needs to go, right? Mm -hmm. And the other reason you know that she, this queen needed to go was how quickly the entire kingdom turns to chaos the second that she's dead. So Zaheer's like, I've killed your queen. Um, I'm not even going to tell you my name uh, <laughs> because I don't want power. I'm just She's dead and go. And there's like immediate riot and looting. Every single military person abandons her. Like, that is not on him. You know what I mean? Like, oh, no. That he, was, he was a spark, but that place was ready to go. Oh, absolutely. 
I've needed a sandwich for three weeks. <laughs> We're going, bud. Absolutely. You've torn down the walls that separate us. Mm-hmm. You've killed our queen. Yeah, let's go get our money back that yeah, she yeah. is. She's, oh, like, and she's like, you idiot. That's not how you do a topiary when literally people are starving to death in Mm-mm. her kingdom. No, Mm-mm. real bad, real bad. No, I hate, I hated Good. her. I felt nothing when she died. I felt a little bit of like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know, I was like, like yeah, on the other is, end. Yeah. This is justice. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I she see why. I see why people support Zaheer now. Mm-hmm. You know, um, took me a little while to like dig onto the like you need to die, Cora aspect of his plan. It's always you need to die, you Cora. need to die, you need to die, Cora. Maybe Cora doesn't need to die. <laughs> well, except that the Avatar as this essence that keeps like being reborn. It's like that needs to end and he even says it's like it's not really about you this is about like ending the avatar cycle because we can't have you being this this puppet for the states like he even said like the red lotus the organization that he and unilock are part of mm-hmm. are like this is an offshoot of the white lotus and i did a little bit of background on this so the white lotus in like the airbender series last airbender was a secret organization that's dedicated to um maintaining truth across nations, like ancient knowledge and sharing it across nations, right? So between the Earth Nation and the Fire Nation and the Air Nation and all these things. Um, The Red Lotus split off because they stopped being secret and they just started actively supporting and training the Avatar and basically being um, shills for these governments. And so the Red Lotus was like, that's not what this was about. We were supposed to be like no nations. And they're like, yeah, yeah. But now we're, we're, we work with the Avatar to make sure that there's going to be an Earth King because like we need the kingdom, right? Like what else is going to be there? Like we need, we need to maintain kingdoms. Otherwise there's going to be war. Like it's a, yeah. like a real, like they're serving a different thing. So like the more I think about Sahir, the more I'm on board with him. The one thing I won't give him credit for <laughs> okay. is uh, he sees like there's no nations, no leaders. True freedom can only be achieved when oppressive governments are torn down. Not too long ago, the air tribe was almost wiped out by the fire lord bent on world dominance. So he's kind of like, yeah, good point. Supporting these governments causes mass suffering and the almost extinction of the airbenders nation. And then he goes and kidnaps all of the new airbenders and threatens to kill them if he can't get to Korra. So I'm like, nah, you can't yeah. really, you know, like, <laughs> you can't really be like, uh, nah. wiping out the airbender tribe is bad and yeah. only happens and then use that same, you know? Well, yeah, for sure. It's like uh, um, <clears throat> Asami's dad is like, I did this because they, kill, they killed your mother. And if you stand in my way, you're going to die. And it's like, no, but that's like counterintuitive to your whole message. Yeah. It doesn't work, man. It doesn't drive, okay? It doesn't go with it. It's like you're, I was with you and you're like, I'm fighting for my family. But then it's like, well, but I'll kill my own daughter. Yeah. I'm just like, for no, my family. For my family. It's and like, then no. by killing my daughter, my daughter will know that I've avenged my wife. What? No, yeah. Mother, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Um, that doesn't work out. Uh, so here is a very interesting villain to me. And sorry, I'm just going to say oh, yes. one, one last thing about him, which is another thing I wholeheartedly disagree with. He is an anarchist, right? He's like, yeah. the world is fucking chaos. There should be no... And he says it like the only people you should be loyal to or feel any sort of devotion or a loyalty to 
are the people you love and yourself. And I just have to say for the record, I wholeheartedly disagree with that. Yeah, for sure. That is like some libertarian (laughs) uh, man of the... Mm -hmm. uh, We have a societal duty. Societies can be fucked. The structures of which we use to construct our societies and our governments can be fucked. They can be um, exclusionary. They can be discriminatory. They can be bad. Governments can be bad. Government leaders can be bad. Policies can be bad. Structures of things can be bad. But at its heart, we all owe a duty to people who aren't our immediate family, friends, and whatever. For sure. We have to. There's a guy down the street making bread. I buy the bread from him. I trust to buy the bread from him. Exactly. We all work in this way. There's (laughs) there's a duty that's required in that that humanity can't exist if that falls apart. And I'm not saying a capitalist society. And I'm not saying a a society under a certain type of government. But, like, man, we all just got to be there for each other to some extent, you know? Oh, we're getting deep now. Yeah, no, and it's like <laughs> hold it, my hand, Craig. Hold my hand. <laughs> a couple years uh, into this pandemic, and it's like that's one thing I truly, truly believe. Oh no, firmly. Like yeah. that's yes, yes, yes. You're, we all need to. Yeah, we're all in a society. We should all lift each other up a little bit. I don't Thank need you. to love you to help you pick up your groceries or whatever. It's just like, hey, or that <laughs> you're you, struggling. That you deserve food. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. Or that no, no, you no. deserve dignity or that. No, 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 none of that. Um, um, yeah. I want to call attention to um, Lynn's sister. Um, Sue. I got a whole Sue. thing. Oh, Sue. man. Well, I, I actually just call her Metal Peach. What, <laughs> <laughs> like the Mario? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, I just call her Metal Peach. That's my favorite. Um, that's my favorite Mario. That's my Mario Kart character. That's who I play. You're a Peach person. Oh, I'm a big Peach person. Of course I am. Pitch it to me. Oh, okay. Well, first of all, uh, well, Peach and Yoshi generally have the same stats. Um, okay. So, and I just kind of, I'm a Peach aesthetic. Love, love me some Peach. Love a, okay. love a pink. Love to dust somebody off in a pink skirt. You know what I mean? That's just fun for me. I find also classically she has some of the best fuck you lines. <laughs> like, uh, you know what I mean? Like she's kind of a, she's a little bit of a sassy bitch. You know what I mean? Fair, like she kind of got so she'll mug some people out on the road a little bit. Um, and I just find with her stats, so like if you go metal. Peach. Now, if I go back like generations, I'm going to go Peach. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Metal Peach is like Peach, but gives you a bit more weight, so you can kind of throw your way around uh, a little bit. But you still have the speed and none of the traction of Peach. <laughs> I just love to fly. I just yeah. want to fly out there. I don't need to be able to turn well. Let's fucking go. Yeah, I'm a I'm a, I'm a usually a uh, Wario kind of man. What the. F- Wario. <laughs> yeah, no, Wario's got whatever the right what are Wario stats. So he must be like Mario, he's, right? Uh, Just no, like he's a little heavier, I think. Oh, uh, okay. And like, so I'm on the N64 version. You know what I mean? Oh, like, okay, gotcha. I've got it for Wii yeah. and all the rest, but yeah, like, yeah. um, that's my go. Like, that's my go-to. Okay. Where it's just like any corners enough, and he's got enough. Like it's just the right balance mm. to how I need to drive. That or Toad. I'm a big, yeah. f- I'm a big Toad or Wario guy. Anyway, this sorry. Anyway, the- we're Wait, going uh, back to Metal Peach. <laughs> okay, because she kind of gives this whole. I can't stand it. She gives this whole vibe off the top of like, so like we don't have royalty here, but I'm like, but then she's like, but where is my kale smoothie? And it's like, what the fuck? You live in a palace. Yeah. You have servants. You have somebody who cooks for you. You make all the decisions. 
you're royalty, bitch. <laughs> oh, right. How dare, how dare you wag your finger? Okay. At the earth queen. How, how dare you? Literal finger wagging <laughs> is what I have. No, I have finger wagging. Up. Yeah. Oh, she's man. sitting you in her, shut up right now. <laughs> she's sitting in her metal city yeah. being like, no, no, no. And, and the world, what's even worse than that is like, she has this statement where she goes like, um, so this is into season four when the whole earth kingdom has collapsed and we learn that Sue was asked by the world leaders to step in and try and take control of the situation. And she refuses being like, no, 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 no. I don't ever want to impose my views on people. Like season, season three, she's like, look at this wonderful city we've made. And everyone's free to try new things and express themselves artistically and learn about whatever they want to learn. And you don't need to be limited to anything. But... When it comes time to put shit to the ground, like put, you know, tires to the ground and actually like believe in your ideals that you can make people better and lift people up and let them pursue what they want to do. You fucking uh, coward out and say, no, no, no. What am I going to do? Walk into Bowsing Sang with an army? That would cause a war. And Kavera is in the room when she says that and goes, there's already war. Yeah. Yep. 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 Kuvera, real interesting villain. She is a very interesting villain. She does a lot of shit I don't love. A lot but, of shit I don't love. But the alternatives are like, the thing that got me about her is like, she is, like this is that Kuvera's core has defeated her. Mm-hmm. They're in the spirit realm. And she goes, I stepped up. I provided stability and equality. Uh, no, sorry, she says that before, but she, but um, I stepped up is the, the key, right? Mm-hmm. Because no one else was going to help these people. No one else was going to step in. Everyone else was going to have this hand-picked king. So while all these Tenzin and, like, the president of Republic City and the Fire Lords and all the rest fucking twiddled their thumbs and let the Earth Kingdom fall to pieces, she was in there doing the work. Oh, yeah, but uh, my my argument with her kind of stops and ends with, like, as soon as she said the word camp, I was like, yeah, and I'm I know. out, and I'm out. I know. She's a, <laughs> no, and, like, people, like, she's a tyrant. Yeah. As, like, how dare you support her? But also, like, everybody else in this is a tyrant. Oh, definitely. The queen was a tyrant. Yes, yes, the yes. The queen was abducting people and forcing the, the, the new airbenders to be part of her army. You know what I mean? And I just like, find it hard to argue with somebody that's in a mega robot suit with a spirit rig. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I think, that's really... po- I think that's a point that it's very hard yeah. to argue with that person. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. And I will, okay, in terms of the, the spirit ray giant mech thing, <laughs> I can defend that. Oh, okay. I can defend that. And I, is it moral to create weapons of mass destruction? No, it is not a moral decision to create weapons that will cause mass pain, death, and suffering. Historically, has it worked? Yes. It, is a, it has been proven and shown that the c- small countries who cannot afford large militaries, who have developed nuclear weapons on their own, are not the ones that the U.S. normally fucks with. Pakistan, U.S. is not going to fuck with Pakistan. 
Iran got its nuclear. Iran had a nuclear program. They tried like hell to stop them from getting it. But the thing is, as soon as they, if they get it, we're, the U.S. isn't invading Iran anymore. It's like <laughs> this is very dark and real. This it is very like, dark. But it's like they don't te- like. It's a good way to say "fuck you, stay away." Okay. Uh, uh, All right. There, right? There, yeah. Fuck that. you, stay away. Where Cavero ran into a problem was taking back and attacking Republic City. Oh, for sure. Yes. No. Yeah. Unnecessary. There's okay, and there's one point at the end where I was like, I don't know about this because Cora kind of has this little like, you know, they have a moment, right? And she's like, yeah, like I should have just also seen that you struggle too kind of thing. Like you were an orphan. And I was like, being an, that has nothing to do with any of this. <laughs> like, I don't know. Man. Cause sometimes I think like, and this is what we do on this podcast, right? We back it up. We go, okay, we go back there. You can see how they got here, whatever. But just because you can see how somebody arrived at a place doesn't make it correct or anymore. No. Like, oh, yeah. well, I should have seen. <laughs> like, no, it's fine. You, you didn't need to see anything. <laughs> it's okay. She was a tyrant. She needed to get taken down. You yeah. took her down. And the only thing that Prince Wu does in the entire Ugh. thing, I hated how he was like, Ugh. I did not like him at all. They tried well, to give him a bit of a redemption arc in terms of like, he's helping evacuate the city. I was like, I don't mm, care. No. He's a wiener. He's he an is a absolute wiener. wiener. He is a puppet. Covera was right to say no. She says, I spent three years saving these people and rebuilding it. I'm not going to... Look at the mess that monarchies made of this country. Mm-hmm. I am not for a second going to just hand over power to some literal wiener that you pulled out of... It took them three years to dig this guy up. Do you know how distant <laughs> a relative that is if it took three years for fucking psychic airbenders to find anybody remotely decent to take this over? No, no, no. No. no, I did not like that. Kuvera over Wu every single time. <laughs> Kuvera over the queen every single time. <laughs> I know the, the labor camps are bad. <laughs> but Sorry. so are it, like it's it's it, this is this is kind of the uh, revolutionary version of our um, uh, romantic comedy rule. It's third option, please. <laughs> Third option, please. Yes. Can we get a Kuvera light? Can we get one who's like a great unifier who doesn't send people to re education Mm -hmm. camps? Mm -hmm. That's Um, what we want. That's what we want. We want want a third option. Third option. Neither of these people. Okay. Do you mind if we run down a couple of, like, we we can run down a couple of our heroes real quick? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Okay. So, um, first of all, can I just say Tenzin's the worst teacher I've ever seen in my entire life? Yeah. I hate him. I don't like him. I don't think he does a good job. Good I don't old think J.K. Simmons, though. Good oh, name. yes. Love the voice. Actor. Like, I love the performance and everything. Yeah. I just think he's bad at his job. I think he's super self-centered. I don't think yeah. he's even that great of a dad. Bad nope. dad. That's a running theme now. <laughs> we got another bad. bad dad. Okay, like, the way, I don't know. He always either goes way too hard or way too soft. There's no middle for this man, and it's, it's just the worst. And he's just all ego. This man walks around. He's all ego. It's got to be hard. Being literally the only person who can teach airbending, though. It's like, it's not like you can walk away from that, you know? 
Yeah, no, it's not. I'm not saying it's about walking away from it or anything, but I'm just saying like he's always like, "Why can't I get into the spirit world?" And it's because you're. It's because all you do is look in a mirror, man. Yeah, you yeah, love yeah. yourself way too much. Like we you gotta, gotta train a certain way, and like no, Cora kind of found her own way to it. And yeah, gotta, and there's somewhere in the middle. I don't know, dude. Like I just he bothered me as far as his training went. I was like, "You are a terrible, terrible trainer." Um... I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm going too hard on him, but I, I I also like love all the kids though. Yeah. Literally, I love all the children. I love them all so much. Like Milo, I mm. did it strike you that Mi- I love the aesthetic of the show. I love the animation yes. style. Did it strike you that Milo seemed like he was in a different cartoon the whole time until uh, they aged him up? Okay, I, I see was what like, you're saying. It looks like you're done in a different animation style. No, but I like that because I I I felt like he was drawing. It felt like he was drawn almost like you could see his energy. Does that yeah. make any sense? Yeah, you're right. Okay, yeah, yeah, like yeah. he's just like a really chaotic character. Like they introduce that character and he's just gnawing on his own father's head. Yeah. Like that's, I love that intro. I would also, just as a statement, take, um, I would take four seasons of Child Cora any day. Oh yeah. That child the, the was belly sticking oh, out oh. and the Oh yeah, the toddler belly. Get out of t- adorable, just confident for days. I'm watching that. I watch seasons of that. No yeah. problem. Love it so much. Um, I do not like Mako <laughs> or Mac. Yeah, yeah, really. I don't like him. I don't care for him. I don't get what the appeal is. I mean, if you're asking me who who my romantic interest is, Bolin every time. Yeah, absolutely. I know you don't like him, but uh, yeah, you, you know when you see a little too much of yourself in something, uh, that's why ah. I don't like Bolin. <laughs> I was like, because that would absolutely be me in this whole thing. Yeah, I mean, Not, he like, just, just like he joins the police. Mm. He's all moody. He's yeah, all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I, I, I don't know. I hated that whole like love crisscross. Yeah, I do. I didn't care for I do it. not care for the nope. love stories in this at all. Um, I will say I like the ones that are already established. You know what I yeah, mean? Where like it's like Tenzin we're and his yeah, wife yeah, yeah, we're already partners. And, and like, if you're already partners, I can get on board. Anything that's like happening throughout, I'm like, no, nah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, the whole first season where there was like Bolin likes Cora and Cora mm-hmm. likes Mako, and I was like, I really, this is the element of the show I do not need in this first season. I don't need it. I love the sports fighting. Yeah, like the... that was, I was like, I kind of wanted to see more of that. Um, Asami, to me, gets done so dirty in this entire show. So, I mean, one, oh, am I, if we're talking romantic interest here, I know it's a cliche to pick the hot rich girl. Uh, <laughs> what a hard choice. Uh, but, like, she's dating Mako, Yeah, loses him to Korra. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, Cora, sh- then, what else? Oh, what else? Then, oh, her father, she loses her company. Her father turns evil. Her father tries to kill her. Yeah. Like, just tries to take her out. She <laughs> then, um, second season, loses her company when Varric, like, uh, hijacks his own ships, essentially, and then, like, buys her out. Um, Gets back together with Mako after Cora and him break up, only for Cora to lose her memory and come back and steal him back again. She got done so dirty. I don't even think she was in the third season. Uh, or she didn't do anything important. Yeah, for her, she, the only time I didn't really get, because like I really, I like her aesthetic, I like her style, I like, yeah. uh, I like that she's kind of like, 
I'm I'm like the the transportation in a sense. You know what yeah, I mean? I like like that she's too. The, it's like the I'm, transportation expert. She's the Donatello does machine. And of this group. like they gave her a backstory <laughs> that makes sense that she's great at this and everything like lines up. The only part I didn't get is when she's crying over the company. Yeah. She's like, it's the only thing I have left of my family. I'm like, your shitty family? <laughs> Burn this place to the ground. Start anew. The family that built machines to kill your friends yeah, yeah, yeah yeah just burn it to the ground start again you're a very smart woman you yeah. can do this again you, you can get alone yeah yeah you can get alone you can make things happen for yourself don't be she's just like i have nothing and it's like nah, i don't know did you have this <laughs> yeah okay it's not a thing that i would want to have um can i add just a general a general question no point on plot you're choosing your bending ability what are you going for Ooh, I don't know why, but I feel like I would go with Earth. I think just like, okay. like for some reason, I really thought you were gonna say that. Yeah, I'm a salt of the earth kind of guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm a pillar of the community. You know, but like just yeah. like I don't know. There's also Craig means a sharper jagged rock. Like that's <laughs> that's a legit Craig is based on Crag, which is a sharp. Yeah, as I like to say, the uh, picture of the kind of rock that a sailor's body would be tossed upon uh, or strewn upon <laughs> is. Uh, yeah, dashed upon. It's dashed the, it's, upon. It, okay. the sailor's body was dashed upon the rocks. It's a crag. Uh, so earth. That, for that's sure. so funny. Being able to rise stuff up. How about yeah. you? Oh, water in, instantly. You think water? hundred oh, percent. I know it's water. Okay. I feel the most comfortable in water. I think the ability of being able to clean yourself in 10 seconds is all appealing. <laughs> yeah, so you're pressure washing. Oh, dude, you, you'd be done so fast. Okay, you could literally, yes. Like an omnidirectional shower just yeah, like yeah, surrounds yeah. you and just collapses in on you? Plus, I feel like if you have water, it's almost it's almost like you're flying. You know what I mean? You can like really push yourself up. It does seem like, like Cora uses water Yeah, yeah, once you get in an ocean, like you're, I could just, you could go coast to coast. I'd have a lot of fun with that. I think it's water, no question. Yeah. Hmm. I was going to maybe say air for you, but... Uh, oh, well, I do talk a lot. <laughs> no, not even talk a lot. Just like that kind of... Yeah. We were talking that chaotic, oh, more like true, true, true. swirling yeah. energy. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Like I can... You know those... I don't know what you call it where they're riding around those little balls of air. Oh, yeah. I could see Rebecca doing that. Oh, 100%. Showing up at a show, just a little ball of air, that big Milo smile on I her face. I would actually love that. That would be great. Yeah. Maybe maybe I'll change my answer. <laughs> None of us fire though, for sure not. Fire. No, I no, I don't think so. I can't be trusted. I would literally burn every residence I'm in yeah. down. I, There's no question. I could fuck up your curb. Being an earthbender, yeah. I'm not gonna burn your house down. No, 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 no. I would set a forest on fire. Like I would be. You would sneeze and then like oh yeah, shit. Yeah, it would be done. There's no way I can't. Either I I could not do that. I also strongly just another side opinion. Strongly and firmly believe. No matter what's going on, you shouldn't give children tattoos. They are still growing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, excellent point. Let them finish. Let that dome completely finish <laughs> and then throw one on. That's all I'm saying. Okay. That's my pitch. Okay. When she was like, um, who, uh, Janoro, she's like, oh, he won't let me get a tattoo. I'm like, yeah, girl, you're 12. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're, that's a, yeah, hey, hey, Janora, that's some one weird ass looking uh, arrow. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. Kind of stretched a little it's not it's not even about the morality of the situation or would you regret it later it's like this won't look the same <laughs> and she won't regret it later no, like because it's like such an important part of her culture i will say as just random notes when the new airbenders come tenzin absolutely needs to be a little more uh give a little more leeway as to what 
being an airbender means at that oh, point. Yeah. You know, you can shave your head and get tattoos and you never see your family again. And you're like, Listen, oh, he's man, the worst pitcher I've ever worst. seen. I did like their little show that they did. I feel like mm-hmm. that that they figured that out. But I was just like, yeah, man, if you're trying to build a a discipline or a religion back up from like the groundwork, it's like you might have to let go of some of the more arcane shit, you know? Definitely. He yeah. is so that man is stuck in a book and it's not one that anyone's read. <laughs> no. Stuck in a book. It's too much. Also, most of the time, the moral of a lot of these things is like, use your talents, but use them within the scope of who you are. You know what I mean? Like, okay, yeah, we're all airbenders. We're not all the same airbender. Like, we, you have to tailor to each an indi- individual when you're teaching. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Find what or when you're learning or whatever. You know, it's, it's, it's like if you want to you wanna get into shape, okay? I want to get into shape, and it's like, well, I'm not going to listen to this one version of how to get into shape. You're going to be way more successful if you do it the way you want to. Yeah. Like playing a little dodgeball, get it on. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Do what you like. Find what you can do. Learn how you learn. Work in that scope. <laughs> yeah, learn how you learn. Learn what you can do every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that bald man was doing nobody any no. favors. He, if anything, just really slowed down every single plot line. <laughs> it, he did. It was just him saying no, 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 and then it would just end up happening anyway. True. And it's like, just let it, just then, make it happen. Well, and then, especially if you're just binging this all 52 episodes in a go and you're like, I don't care what Tenzin is and his family are doing on vacation right now. Oh, I don't no. need this B plot. And I don't I get need it to watch him be a shitty shirt, brother. <laughs> but just let's get to the Avatar <laughs> shit. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I think, man, I get why people wanted us to do this. Yes. Though, right? 1, 1, Rich villains. Rich villains. Super incredible. defensible. Good backstories. Like, um, they can, uh, this is a weird thing to say, but I hope, take it in good faith. They know how to draw a muscle on a woman in a really good way. Like, yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's not like I, I didn't feel, cause sometimes <laughs> you watch a show maybe in this style and you go, why does this look so weird? Like, why is this either hypersexualized? Like, it's like. Yeah, like these people, I, I'm not going to say they look like 100% like real people because I'm like, these they don't. These people are jacked up, okay? Yes. But I'm not like, oh, like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Where it's like weirdly. Yeah, it's weird. It's like um, capable is what you, like, yes. there's a point where like Lynn uh, takes off her armor and is just mm. sitting there in a, uh, uh, like a, a tank top. Mm-hmm. And like you're like, oh, that's a woman who swings from metal vines for a living. Yes. Like I those legs look like they could jump. Yeah, <laughs> she can hang on to something yeah. and pull herself up. I was like, because what you do, you have to. Mm-hmm. It's like Cora can ho- hold herself in a fight. Yep. Because she has to. Um, and I think we'd be remiss if we don't quickly talk about this. The ending of the series. Okay. Yeah. Are you aware of how big of a deal that? the ending of the series was? No. Okay. Do tell. So, Korra and Asami mm-hmm. step into the spirit realm and they look at each other mm-hmm. and the implication was that they are together romantically now. Oh, I kind of got that vibe. Kind of got that I vibe. I kind of got that vibe a little bit. Like, I kind of was just like, I hope that's what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, and a uh, little bit of back research on it. That's also how... Um, the last scene in the Avatar Last Airbender, 
the two go into the thing together and it's like, oh, they're together now. Okay. Um, uh, Tenzin's parents. Okay, yes. Right. Um, so like ending it the same way, they're like, those two are together. And it was this huge moment for gay representation in uh, children's media. Uh, I always love that when the representation is just implied well, exactly, representation. Exactly. And I was just <laughs> like, like, maybe, wink. <laughs> so this ended, what, like 2000, did it start 2012 or end 2012? I forget. But I was just like, but if it was four seasons, it started in 2012, 2016. I was like, that's what it was in 2016? Like, I don't know if you've seen She-Ra, but it's way more gay than this. Uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> okay. And it's just like, oh, man, how far we've come. And do you think it was earned? I Okay. the And I don't know if it's just me in my brain. The entire time I kept thinking, these men suck. These women should be together. Okay. <laughs> like, I honestly, like, I... I, I don't know 100% if it's earned or if it's just like my, my own thought of like, well, clearly you two get along the best. You really yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I would even say, especially, oh, what's it? No, it was in the fourth season. I felt like they really ramped it up in the fourth season too. Okay. I felt like there were several notes and moments where I was like, oh, there's a little, it feels almost a little tension-y to me. Okay, but I could be I could be wrong. Maybe they just slapped it on at the end. And I de- maybe I just wanted more of that, you know, like. Mm-hmm. But then again, I just got done saying I didn't like any of the like interpersonal romance stuff. So no, but I liked some of the friendships, yeah, and I yeah, felt yeah, like yeah, that yeah. was a that was a something like a relationship that grew out of a friendship, and yeah. I like that. I don't mind that arc. I thought yeah. they, I don't know, I don't mind it. Yeah, and also like if you were to tell me, it was like I think Cora might kind of go both ways i'd be like yeah like you know yeah i I believe it so anyway to point being is that i don't think that was a jump for me i was kind of it was honestly kind of the plot line i was rooting for the whole time okay great great. i was like get these ladies together Uh, clearly they are the best duo here and 2014 so i guess they got four seasons in within two years uh of the show oh my god um so yeah i was like wow that's where we were Mm -hmm. getting representation in 2014 Okay, we've come we've come a long way. That's so funny. I didn't even know. I I was just like, oh, I think maybe they're together, and I just mentally yeah, moved you on. Completed the you yeah. completed the thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Oh, anything I else? Think, no, I think we've we've ran it. We're already <laughs> yeah. We're already way over time. Oh, are we? <laughs> Shit. Uh, we knew. I knew this one was gonna run long though. There was no way we could. It's four seasons. We can't get to everybody in an hour. It's impossible. Okay. Um, <laughs> So, guys, uh, before we get to our heroes and villains of the week, we're going to rank. What do? What, who are you ranking? Uh, I'm got. I'm doing Unilock. Oh, I'm doing them on. Sweet. Uh, do you want me to go first? Sure. Yeah. So I've got the Avatar scale. Ah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So um, from a Nickelodeon's last Airbender yeah. to James Cameron's Avatar, mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna write rank Unilock a uh, M Night Shyamalan last Airbender. <laughs> Uh, okay. Some good ideas that weren't his own, uh, and uh, but absolutely uh, pooched it on the execution. Uh, okay, I've got a... Uh, so we're, I'm doing a mod. I also have an avatar scale. Okay. Little different. A uh, little different. I'm going uh, from an egg... <laughs> 
to, you know, our classic avatar and egg yeah. on Twitter to, uh, oh. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, their heads kind of look no, like No, no, eggs, no, so. no, no, no. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah, classic yeah. egg on Twitter to, um, the uh, dead eyes of a Nintendo Wii me. I think we all remember those. Uh, the dead eyes. Okay. Those characters were terrifying. I'm going to give a, uh, a mon an egg with glasses. All right. Just because you throw something on your face doesn't mean you're any different. We still know who you are. You silly boy. <laughs> anyway, uh, guys, uh, there's, as always, uh, before we get to our Heroes and Villains of the Week, there's a couple of ways you can help out the podcast, guys. If you have a couple of bucks and you want to throw it our way, we have Patreon. We've got a great new tier. Uh, our dollar tier now comes ad free. So if you want ad-free, you can get hit our dollar tier. If you want bonus content, uh, hit us up there. We've a huge backlog. If you've never signed up, guys, uh, we release two bonus episodes a month. Uh, my pick this month is No Country for Old Men, because somebody asked for it, and I thought can't be possibly because the villain's right. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to do it as a bonus. Also because... Craig doesn't like that movies. So we're going to talk about it. Yeah, anyway, it's spicy. It's going to, yes, uh, very spicy. So, guys, uh, we've got great extra content on our top tier, two bonus episodes a month. Uh, you can hit us up at patreon.com slash the film was right. And yeah, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, as we said, Legend of Korra has been one of our most requested uh, things ever. We get emails and messages about it all the time. So, we do listen to your suggestions. Uh, get in touch with us at uh, Villain. VWR podcast on Twitter. Villain was right on Facebook. Um, Villain was right at gmail.com if you want to send us a quick message. And other than that, thank you so much for uh, telling your friends about this podcast, for supporting this podcast, sitting in on a long episode, but hey, you've earned it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, now it is time for our heroes and villains of the week. I just have a quick one here. I am the villain of this story. Absolutely. That's so funny. Um, I'm which, the villain of my story too. Oh, it happens. <laughs> It happens. Um, but a couple weeks ago, I was uh, emceeing for a, uh, a weekend of shows with a, a headliner that I enjoyed working with. And um, uh, I'd seen him do his set, you know, last couple nights. Like, this is like a Friday or Saturday kind of deal. And so I was pretty familiar with, you know, the jokes that he's doing this round and whatever. Might switch it up a little bit, but I knew what jokes he was doing. And... Uh, as EMC, I got up this this night and I was like, oh, we've got like a little show's running ahead of time. I've got a little extra time here before I bring the headliner up. Um, so I'm just going to do this old bit of mine. And uh, I know that'll fill the time and it'll go over well. And I start doing this bit. And uh, as I'm saying it, as the punchline is coming out of my mouth, I go, oh, no our headliner has, like, a very similar joke. Rats. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, and he's been doing it all week. <sighs> and I just go, ah, and I can't stop myself, so I do it, and I get off stage, and the, the nature of it is is because I'm bringing him up, and he's right after me. Mm -hmm. We have no time to talk at all about it. So he's just watching me do one of his bits, essentially, and I get off stage and I'm just like, oh, fuck. And I, th remember, this is kind of into the week. So he knows that I know he's doing these bits. And I'm just like, he's going to think I did that on purpose because I've seen people do it on purpose. I've seen your nemesis. Do it on purpose. <laughs> 
uh, where they go, I'm gonna fuck uh, over, I'm gonna fuck this guy over. Yeah. Gonna make it real hard for this guy mm-hmm. to do his job, which is absolutely not your job as an MC. Yeah. Like, make it as easy as possible. Um, so he gets off stage, and I'm like, I'm so sorry, man. I'm so sorry. It just, it was as it was keeping on. He's like, no, it's fine. I was like, can I buy you a beer? And he's like, yeah. And uh, that was it. But I was just like, in that moment, I was like, I am the worst villain in the world That's for doing so this. That's so funny. So I bought him a beer and it was fine. He's like, yeah. I know you weren't doing that on purpose. Yeah. And he was able to do the same, like the joke was part of something else. And mm-hmm. he was a- it was long enough that he you was able to it do up. it. Yep. And it all worked out fine. But I was just like, man, you're the villain, Craig. You're oh, the villain. yeah. That gives me anxiety. I would do something like that so fast. Because yeah. it would just get in your brain. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes yeah. it's just hard. I have to check with multiple people when I start doing a new joke. Because I'm like, did I just hear this somewhere? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I really don't want to rip yeah, it yeah. I really don't want to. Please save me. Um, so my, I am also my own villain uh, this week. I actually... Ah, I done fucked myself. I, <laughs> you ever just fuck yourself? I, I, so I've been watching these auctions that are near Toronto. They're online auctions because I would really like after like the whole pandemic. I used to work as a barista for many years. I love making my own coffee. I've wanted my own espresso maker for a really long time because I'm like I know how to do it. I like it. I appreciate it, but I don't want to pay full price, obviously, because I'm a poor baby. So I am like, okay, I'm going to find one of these on an auction. Now, I was bidding on a couple of things just for fun, whatever. I end up winning an espresso machine. I'm so excited, right? I also win one of these like little stand mixers because I bake a lot and I didn't really mean to win it. It just kind of had, you know what I mean? You're just, you you yeah. just, you, you had the right bid, you win and you're like, oh shit, I didn't mean to get both of these things, but that's cool. I want both of them. This is so great, right? I didn't realize this, and this is my own fault because they have like literally a million warnings on their website, but they're super strict. They're super strict about when you pick it up, how you pick it up, and the whole process, okay? And I'm looking at this, and I'm like, shit, okay? Like, you literally have to book an appointment. So I'm like, okay, so I'm talking to one of my friends, and I'm like, hey, would you be able to drive me? And she goes, yeah, 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 I think I'll be able to drive you. And I was like, okay, I'm going to book a time. I book this time. I get back to her, and she's like, actually, I can't. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, fair enough. Like, I mean, and that wasn't like, she's go- she's doing a lot of stuff. Like, that's not uh, a like a slight or anything on her. Girl's busy. I'm not worried about it. Like I told you, Craig, my own pickle to lick. Okay. <laughs> it is. It's my own pickle to lick. Okay. So I, I like ask around a little bit. I can't really find anybody. I'm like, you know what? Because this is, I, it's just outside of Toronto. It's in Brampton, right? So I'm like, you know what? I actually, there's a go train that'll go right there. I'm like, I think I can actually do this. I was like, it'll cost me like $15 of a cab ride. Like I'll literally just go train, grab a cab, just go pick my stuff up, get back to the go train. No problem. Right. This is, this is working out flawlessly. Did I lose my keys on the way there? Absolutely. (laughs) Did I lose my keys the second time that week? Yes, I did. But that's besides the point. That's just a me thing. I'm a mess. Uh, so I, I get to Brampton. I get this cab. This cab driver's super nice, whirls me around. We go pick it up. There's this super weird, you have to pick it up in a car. They won't let you just like walk up because you, there's like this whole car lineup thing. I'm telling you, it's nuts, dude. The instructions they send you are, it, there's paragraphs and they're serious. Okay. They're very serious. They're like, you forfeited if you don't show up at this time and we charge you 25% 
for like a restock. Anyway, it's nuts. Okay. Had I have known, I might not have gone through this process. Okay. So I get there. I I am like, I, I bring a big backpack with me. Cause I'm like, I'm going to throw this, this stand mixer. Cause it's like, it's a mini one, right? Like it's a mini stand mixer. I'm like, it'll go in. We're, we're all fine. Right. I pick these things up and I'm like, Oh no, we got a real too many groceries situation on our hands. We got a real too many groceries. I'm looking at far, like this is too heavy for me. Okay. This is way, I'm like, this is not going to go well. Okay. I'm actually not sure if I can carry it. These two items, because the, the, the mixer is actually the box for it's so big that I actually can't put it in my bag and I must carry both at the same time. So I'm carrying a stand mixer and an espresso maker and like one of those big boys, right? Like not the little ones, like a big boy. So I like get it out of the cab and I'm immediately like, this guy helps me get it in my arms, right? This cab driver helps me get it into my arms and I'm like, okay, I guess this is what I'm doing now because I'm stuck. Okay. Like I can't, I'm either abandoning my, my new treasures, which I refuse to do. Also, I spent a bunch of money. I'm like, I'm not... We're not doing that today, right? So it literally takes me, God, must have taken me like 10 minutes to get to the other side of the track. I'm taking breaks. I'm like leaning it up against walls. I can't put it down because if I put it down, I can't get it back up. I'm certain. Okay. So like I have to put it on a seat or something where I don't have to lift it from the ground, right? Right. So I get it on this seat and I'm like waiting and I realize I'm like, oh my God, the next go try. Like I literally just missed it because it took me so much time. Like it was like yeah. pulling up. There's no way I could get across fast enough. So I'm like, the <laughs> next one's coming in like an hour. I'm like, all right, I've got some time to chill, I guess. So I chill for an hour. The go train shows up. I'm panicking because I actually like I'm like trying to get this shit together. I like slam it into the door as I'm coming in. Like I'm fucking gr- Craig, when I say I have bruises all over my body, (laughs) I have bruises all over my body, dude. I somehow through, I got somebody to pick me up in Toronto at the go train, but I was like, literally I had to get them. I had a bruise so big on my arm because from me slamming it, like, you know, when you get a bruise right away, (laughs) (laughs) that's what was going on with me. I slammed it into this go train door. Immediately. I'm getting such a big bruise that I had to get them to come. I was like, I actually can't carry it to the car. You have to come grab me because I can't pick it up anymore. I'll start to cry. <laughs> and that is the story of me being my own villain. How was the espresso? So good. <laughs> oh, I love the machine. Really? It, honestly, worth it. My bruises are healing. We're fine. But it was just such a thing of like, read the fine print, figure your shit out. Also, be an adult woman with a driver's license, maybe. There's a lot of lessons in here. There's a lot of things going on. <laughs> anyway, that's me. Guys, um, as always, you can follow me at Rebecca Reads on any platform of your choosing. Yeah, you can follow me at Craig Fay Comedy on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, sign up on my website, craigfay.com, uh, for newsletter as to when I'll be in your town. Uh, and yeah, that's it for us uh, this week on uh, The Villain Was Right. Uh, tune in next week where we'll, we don't know what we're doing, but we're going to have a good one. <laughs> it's going to be a good one. It's going to be fun. You're going to like it. Uh, and until then, this is The Villain Was Right, reminding you not to bend the rules. <laughs> The Villain Was Right is produced by Andrew Ivamy as part of the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as webcomics, articles, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com.